I've heard some called the C-19 vaccine, also known as the shot or the jab, as being the mark of the beast. The same mark of the beast that is found in the book of Revelations uh, 13, 16 through 18. And I'm going to read that in the New Living Translation. Is that he required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. And just I just want to be clear on this. I've heard other people, you know, say that and, you know, can be what they what people may call conspiracy theories theorists on that. But um, at least in uh, on this particular situation, I'm not the one who actually believes that these vaccinations are the mark of the beast. My main reason for saying that is because the rapture has not happened yet. The time the mark of the beast is supposed to happen is during the great tribulation. And we that are now believers or followers of Christ would not be here. But this is what I do believe. I believe in the current state that we're in worldwide. We are being conditioned for whenever that period of time comes. The powers that be are making mandates that if you're not fully vaccinated, you will not be able to enter certain places like grocery stores, restaurants, schools, sports arenas and even airplanes. And what's crazy recently, I even heard a judge in Chicago uh, recently forbid custody rights to a mother for not being fully vaccinated. That's crazy. And certain foreign countries have in place now where you cannot enter their country without proof of being vaccinated. This is just a sample size of what the mark of the beast will look like. I mean, to be honest, it's not probably not a even a fair comparison when you look at the extent of what is you know being said in Revelation. But nevertheless, what we're seeing now is a trial run, something like preseason football or basketball. It's a way to condition players to mentally and physically get prepared for the upcoming season. It's a trial run catered to those that are not familiar with how the real game is played. And if you ask any pro basketball or football player, they will say the difference between preseason and and a regular season is night and day. The intensity, effort, attention to detail is on another level. That's what I believe we're witnessing now in our society. A preseason of what's to come during the Great Tribulation. And I also believe it's very possible there are people alive on the earth today that will remember these times that we're living in now and be around when the real mark of the beast is here. Now, my thoughts on this whole C-19 vaccinations. When I say C-19, I'm sure everybody that's listening uh, know what, what actually that means. OK, but from the very beginning, before I knew of any information regarding the shots or the vaccine, I, I felt uneasy about it. I had a what you would call a, a conviction about it. You know, uh, before these vaccinations were available, I knew two people close to me that had the virus and recovered fairly quickly. One in his 40s with no notable underlying health conditions. He recovered in less than a week. And the other, which had a notable underlying health condition in his 40s as well, 
recovered in about two weeks. And a lot of the recovering was pretty much through regular over-the-counter medicine, rest, and uh, quarantine. And not being a medical student or expert, I know that our bodies, our physical bodies, are fearfully and wonderfully made and were designed to produce the highest quality antibodies, especially after recovering from a virus as unique as C-19. On the other side, I do believe the shots, or quote-unquote the vaccine, could temporarily be useful for those that are older and or have multiple underlying health conditions, especially conditions that are respiratory related. I also believe two things can be true at the same time. Yes, the shots could be useful or helpful now in the short term, but moving forward long term can have significant negative effects. I saw a similar circumstance happen with my dad. I saw him take all kinds of medicines and shots that were highly recommended by doctors to treat his multiple ailments. And I will say this to the doctor's credit. I believe they were technically doing their job, doing what they were taught to do at least. But the more short term relief or antidotes he was given, the more his long term health continued to go down. And what frustrated me the most is that I saw it up close and personal and I knew exactly what it was. People bring up, well, what about the measles, mumps, chicken pox or the polo vaccine? We took those and it was proven to be a good thing, which which is true. I, I, I agree with that. You know, but this C-19 virus is not what those were. I did a brief research and I learned that those vaccinations like I just named the measles, chicken pox, polio and others like it worked like they did because they were stable diseases or stable viruses. There was not any other variants and they didn't mutate into a brand new thing. What we're giving in them C-19 shots is not the key to stop the pandemic. Studies show it will continue to mutate. And from what Dr. Fauci and the CDC says, they will continue to make booster shots to fight against any future variants. Again, at this point, let's say those booster shots have some form of form of good in it and it works for the short term. You're putting more stuff in your body that you have no clue what it means long term, especially since there is not enough time in between to prove its true effectiveness. Like we know cigarettes can cause cancer because it has been proven with decades of study. We also know fast food like McDonald's can be bad for your long term health because it has been proven over the years and more investigation has been done on the actual ingredients of the food. Whatever we choose to do with that information is our choice. But at least we know what the outcome could be. The long term outcome of these shots is nowhere near known. Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, that's Zelenko with a Z, who has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his work on C-19 treatments and who has been heavily suppressed by the media uh, and a lot of big tech companies and, and so on and so forth on his medical view of these vaccinations. I'm going to read uh, what he had to say about some of this. It says, according to a paper published by the Salk Institute in San Diego, they've discovered that the spike protein that's generated through the vaccination itself has negative health effects. 
it is toxic on its own. There's plenty of evidence that shows that it spreads from the injection site and goes to the bloodstream and basically comes into every single cell in the body. MRNA has a half life of around one to two, one or two weeks, depending on the MRNA. And during that interim, each mRNA molecule makes around 2000 to 5000 spike proteins. So we're talking about trillions and trillions of spike proteins. Your entire body becomes a spike protein factory. Several orders of magnitude more than if you were to to get the C-19 virus itself, because this virus infects the upper and lower airways Primarily, those are the cells that can get infected and begin to produce spike proteins. But here we're injecting the vaccine and it actually travels to every single cell in your body and converts every single cell in your body into a factory of spike proteins. As the mRNA decimates through your vascular system, the cells lining your blood vessels began producing spike protein. This is why we're seeing such a staggering number of reports of people experiencing blood clots from these injections. 40% of these events occur within the first two days after injection. The risk then diminishes, but vascular events such as heart attacks, strokes, renal infracts, and pulmonary infracts don't completely peter out until about three months after the last injection. But these events of the past three months are not being reported to VAERS. And people that don't are not familiar with VAERS, VAERS is a V-A-E-R-S, and it stands for the United States Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. It is, of course, possible that people simply aren't connecting them to the C-19 shot they got several months earlier. And so that's what uh, Dr. Vladimir had to say. And for people that are not familiar with spike proteins, these are what, if I can break it down, these are what give the viruses their name. Spike proteins play an important role in how these viruses infect their hosts, which their hosts are, you know, now in people. Spike proteins are found in the actual C-19 virus itself. Researchers have found that the spike proteins in C-19 virus cling to its target on human cells 10 to 20 times as tightly as the previous SARS virus. And if anybody is familiar with the SARS, I think that was the uh, first sign, I believe, of a quote unquote coronavirus back in 2001 or 2003. So this C-19 virus clings to human cells 10 to 20 times even tighter than that. And it says such a and it says such a grip, a tight grip around human cells could help spread the C-19 virus more easily, which when you look at it is probably why the virus seems to spread pretty rapid, you know, from host from one host to another. So basically what I'm saying is it looks like the vaccination that they're giving people is actually a gateway to spread it even more and could get into it even, even further, but, you know, search stuff for yourself. You know, if interested, you know, for more information, obviously you can Google 
all this information. You have to dig for it. Uh, but it's really not too hard to find, you know, or look up some information for some credible, you know, professionals. Uh, look up Dr. Peter McCullough. You know, he's been on um, a, a quite a few shows, really on YouTube and um, Fox and, you know, stuff of that nature. Look him up and, um, you know, do as you may. And also look up. It's called he's called Dr. Sunel Dand. And that's Dan D H A N D. And he actually has a YouTube page, a YouTube channel with a lot of good information, you know, whether you're pro-vax or not. He actually is more of a wellness guy and a, you know, a medical professional that seems to have a pretty good hold of the situation with the whole uh, virus and things you can do and, and look at things, I believe, objectively. And, uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily have a dog in the fight and he's been censored as well. And I think I've said this too before in the pod, like anybody that has been censored off of social media on YouTube and and stuff and stuff like that, you should you should be curious about that and really, you know, ask yourself why are they censoring these people? You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a lot of times it's not because they are, you know, telling lies and doing that. They're, you know, they're trying to suppress, you know, kind of what's going on, suppress the truth. So just uh keep note of that. And at the, but at the end of the day, we all must do what's best for us individually, whether that's exercising our faith by getting the shot or exercising our faith by taking good care of our body and building up our own immune system through vitamins or whatever other means that we choose. I believe we're in an era, especially for believers, that our discernment will be needed now more than ever because we have access to a whole lot of information. And although information is good, it's not God. Look up information for yourself and get multiple opinions from qualified medical personnel. We need to walk a fine line between discernment and information in order to uncover the truth. Think about it.